This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Banks St. Samson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. We just thank you that the more we see, the more we want. You're with us, taste and see the Lord is good. And we we recognise this when every time we taste of something of your goodness, of your love, of your mercy. Lord, we want more. Lord, we want more. The more we taste of your word, the more we want. The more we see of your promises, the more we want. And Lord, there's something in us today that craves, that yearns, that recognises that, Lord, there's so much more that you want to give and pour into us, Lord. And Lord, this morning as we just come, just around your word today, I pray, God, that, that you would just cause that to come alive to us. That the word you give us, spirit and the life, and we pray for life to burst in us today. Lord, I, we just pray for, I just pray for Deirdre's granddaughter right now, Lord, and we Pray that your hand will be stretched out towards her and you'd touch that infection right now and you'd touch her, Father, and you'd bless her and, God, that your hand in a very special way at this time will be very specially upon us. And everyone in this place today that just needs a special touch from Jesus, may you become real and powerful in every life today. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Hey, maybe you've got Bibles with you. I want to talk this, uh, this morning and we so say, keep praying for Malachi and all that they'll be doing. It's going to be an amazing week, and I'm sure great things are going to happen. And one of the things you can pray, and it's kind of where I'm going to talk about this morning, is, is the hand of God. You know, we need to pray the hand of God will be upon them in those schools. I want, I want to pray this one about the hand of God. What is the hand of God? What does it mean for the hand of God? And so we're just going to think about what the hand of God really means. And Acts chapter 4. It's an interesting situation. The church has entered a quite severe time of persecution. Things are rising up against them. So in those moments, you really want to pray specifically. Is that right? If, if there's things there, you, you want to make that prayer very specific. And It's not a long prayer, but there's a phrase there that, that really shows that how they realized and recognized what they needed in their situation. If I, in verse 30... There's their prayer. They're praying as they face incredible opposition rising up against them. They pray that God will give them boldness. But in verse 30, they pray, by stretching out your hand to heal signs and wonders. Don't you love that? Signs and wonders will be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Go to Isaiah 42. So to begin with, we're going to look at a few scriptures and then we'll flow with it a bit more. But Isaiah 42. How you want the hand of the Lord? We need the hand of God. Look at verse 6. It says, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. And I just love this phrase here. I will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you a covenant to the people. Isn't that lovely? Now, one of the, the kind of memories I have as a child, which is it's going back a few years. You know, you, some of you wonder, how on earth does you remember that far back? But you know, I, I, one, of the things, one of the fun memories I have, I, I remember that uh, when I used to go, I'm from Birmingham, for those of you who don't know. Yes. Oh, sorry to mention that. But... Yeah. <laughs> Don't rub her in, but 
I remember sort of when I used to walk through, we used to have big markets in Birmingham, and I remember walking through with hundreds and hundreds of people, and I always remember just, my mom used to just reach out and just grab my hand, and there's that incredible sense of security, even though you're in a place that's unfamiliar and all kinds of things around you, yeah, just knowing there's someone there that holds your hand, that kind of gives you that kind of, gives you that security, and God wants you this morning just to recognize that, he his hand's outstretched towards you. We just want you to grab hold of it. Whatever challenge, whatever situation you're facing right now, his hand's right there, and he just wants you to grab hold of his hand. We're going to look at, as we go on, about the book of Ezra. And the book of Ezra really is full of this phrase, the hand of the Lord. And it's almost this sense that Ezra knew that what he achieved in God was only because the hand of the Lord was with him. Bible says the church of Antioch, for example, saw incredible things. And the reason why they saw the things they did, the Bible says, the hand of the Lord was upon them. It's almost when the hand of the Lord's upon you, it's amazing the kind of things you can achieve. And that's our prayer. Lord, stretch out your hand. We need the hand of God. You see, the hand of God speaks of the power of God. It speaks of his power. It speaks of him stretching out his power to work and move on your behalf. And throughout the Bible, particularly in the Old Testament, the phrase, the hand of the Lord, is mentioned time and time again as evidence that when God works, he stretches out his hand, and every time he stretches out of his hand, things are never the same. Can you say amen? Look at an example here. Exodus 13, verse 3. And we see, and you'll say, you'll see this phrase time and time again, but Exodus 13, verse 3. Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by the stretch of the hand of the Lord, he brought you to this place. No leaven bread shall be eaten. This phrase. In other words, it says, don't forget how you got out of Egypt. Don't forget how that you got where you are. Keep that in the forefront of your thinking. The only way you got out of that situation that you're facing was because the hand of the Lord brought you out of it. And never forget it. And as what often happens, they forgot it. <laughs> Look at Numbers 11. Here's Moses facing an incredible, difficult, awkward, challenging situation. And in verse 23, he says these words. This is what the Lord said to him. He's got a big, massive challenge. This is what the Lord said to him. And the Lord said to Moses, Has the Lord's arm been shortened? Now you shall see whether what I say will happen to you will happen. In other words, God's saying to him, remember how I got you out of Egypt. The hand of the Lord isn't short. In other words, I can do it again. I've still got plenty left. I've still got the power. I've still got the ability. In fact, in the Amplified, it says, has the Lord's hand, ability, and power become inadequate? In other words, God reminds us, don't limit me. 
Remember the awesomeness and the power of my hand. We haven't got time to go into it, but in Psalm 78, it speaks what happened where the children of Israel, they forgot the power of God. They forgot the hand of the Lord. And God said to them, you have limited the Holy One of Israel. You've limited me because you've forgotten how powerful, how mighty, how strong my mighty arm is. Remind yourself, appropriate the truth this morning of how powerful the hand of the Lord is working for your behalf. The mighty hand of the Lord. I think sometimes we just need a revelation in our hearts for how powerful, how awesome, how great the hand of the Lord is. Amen. Look at 1 Peter 5 verse 6. He says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. He's saying, in other words, when you're burdened down, when there's challenges and, and pressures and difficulties that you're facing, remember the hand of the Lord. Take it out of your hand and place it into God's hand. Don't carry it. Don't carry those anxieties and those burdens and those situations. He says, hand it over to God. Humble yourself. That means become dependent. Rely on God's power. Rely on God's ability and begin to hand those things over to him. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. In the Old Testament, really, the hand of the Lord is a picture of the Holy Spirit. It says that, that when they ever did some amazing exploit of power, it says the hand of the Lord came upon them. It says of Gideon that the hand of the Lord came mightily upon Gideon. If you look at that phrase there, it literally means this. The Lord clothed him as a glove. Isn't that powerful? that God took Gideon and he clothed him and put him on like a glove and did awesome, mighty things for him. The hand of the Lord. And I believe with all my heart, no matter how much ability or how much talent we have, we'll never achieve anything of any real significance unless the hand of the Lord is upon us. How many love the prayer of Jabez? Oh, that you'd bless me. Oh, that you'd increase my territory and that. But then he prays this, oh, that your hand will be upon me. I can't achieve it. I can't do it. I can't be effective and significant in my generation unless the hand of the Lord's upon me. And we've got to say, God, I need the hand of the Lord upon me. See, the Holy Spirit really comes to us in two ways. The Holy Spirit lives within us, but also the Holy Spirit comes upon us. It comes upon us to do things that we cannot do in our own power and our own ability. And so the greatest prayer that you can pray is, Lord, let your hand be upon me. Stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand. Oh, become reliant on the Holy Spirit. Become so filled with the Holy Spirit that everywhere you go, you leak. Yesterday, I think it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Yesterday, we, look, you know, the Anglican minister, Phil, at uh, St. Samson's, we went into a house, and there's all kinds of weird things happening in this house, and they asked us to go and pray in the house, so we went and we prayed in the house, and 
And afterwards, after we'd prayed, after we'd done all that we felt to do, prayed and everything else, the woman said, you know what, I feel such a sense of peace in this house. There's such a peace just radiate. I feel like a warmth here. I thought to myself, you know what that is? That's me and him leaking. That's me and Phil leaking the presence, leaking the presence of the Holy Spirit. And wherever we go, we can leak. In your workplace, wherever you go, you get so filled with the Spirit, the hand of the God, the hand of the Lord is so upon you, you begin to leak wherever you go. I was thinking the hand of the Lord. It's almost, it's a picture, Lord, with your hand, you've got five fingers. And the hand speaks of the five fingers of God. Look at your hand, five fingers, and you can see that. Actually, you were looking at you because uh, I don't know if you can there, but part of it's missing there. But another thing, the, the point is that the, the fingers speak of the, the five fingers speak of the hand of the Lord. Now, let's think of these five fingers. First finger speaks of warfare, the hand of the Lord being released in warfare. The Bible says, "The battle is not mine; the battle is not yours, but mine." And every time we release the hand of God. We release the hand of God into situations that are rising up against us. Where we feel under attack, where we feel under the pressure, where we feel the enemy rising up against us, we can say to those situations, Lord, stretch out your hand into that battle, into that situation I'm facing, Lord. Stretch out your hands. Secondly, it speaks of conviction. David, when he really failed, when he really messed up, he says this. He says, the hand of the Lord was very heavy upon me. He was convicting me of things in my life. Convicting me. He was bringing me to a point of repentance. And conviction is being searched by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't condemn you. He convicts you. And he convicts you to set you free of things that are affecting your life. He exposes it to set us free from it. And David says, you know, when the Holy Spirit convicted me, made me see those issues in my life, and I responded to that, and I put it right, he says, oh, how much better I felt. I read that. The heavy, convicting work of the Spirit, and you respond to it. And that's the greatest thing. I think repentance isn't something heavy. It's an incredible joy. Because God begins to release you and deliver you from things in your life. If you're enslaved by things that cause you turmoil and anguish, I believe the mighty power of the hand of God can break you free from it. Thirdly, it speaks of the favor of God. I love it. The third thing about the hand of God, the first third thing, it speaks of favor. Look at Ezra there, Ezra 7 verse 6. As I said earlier, Ezra is just full of the hand of the Lord. But just in Ezra 7, 6, Just says these words. It says, And Ezra came up from Babylon. He was, he was a skilled scribe of Lord Moses, which the Lord God of Israel had given. The king granted him all of his requests according to the hand of God upon him. In other words, because the hand of God was upon him, God granted him favor with the king. And I feel more and more that we need to every day say, God, put your favor upon me. Stretch out your hand and give me favor. Favor in my workplace. 
you know, favor over in my family, favor in, in, in my community. Begin to ask and believe God for his favor upon your life. The favor, God, put out your hand and, and put your favor upon me. See, the issue actually is, it's not whether you're blessed. The Bible says we've all been blessed in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Is that right? We've all been blessed. The issue is, is whether we access it. Is whether we connect with it. Is whether we, we, we have faith enough to believe that whatever situation I'm in, I don't need to manipulate, I don't need to use my own ability, my own power. I can believe the favor of God will cause me to go above it. Now, how many go to North Car Park? You know, every time I go to North, I never find a park, car parking space. How many have found that? You, you just can't find a space anywhere. And Andy says something very complex with really. Why don't you pray? And so I kind of pray now. I say, God, favor me to find a car parking space. And it's amazing how you find one, amen? And just in the little things of life, begin to believe. Let's pray for these guys in the school. Let's pray God will give them favor. Favor in the schools, favor with the teachers, favor in their situations, that God would really favor them. As he favors them, amazing things take place. Fourth thing is this, protection. Ezra speaks of the hand of the Lord protecting. You know, I probably, my angels must be pretty bruised up by now. I mean, I've had so many near-death situations, car crashes all over the place. And I can honestly say I'm amazed that God has brought me through some of those things. After, it's just the protection. And when the hand of God's there, you'll be amazed how his protection works and moves in your life. Fifth thing is growth. It says, when the hand of the Lord was on the church, the Lord added to them. And I believe when the hand of the Lord is upon you and upon us, unbelievers are going to turn to Christ. That's when we need to pray the hand of the Lord be upon those guys, that young people will come to Christ. And I think God gives you seeds. You know, you've planted seeds of prayer, of tears, of giving, of acts of love. Say, God, those things that I planted as seeds, put your hand upon it so it may grow, it may be effective, and may bear fruit for your glory. Amen. Now, have you noticed often in the New Testament, Jesus was a picture of what happens when the hand of God is stretched out. There are so many occasions where we're told that Jesus reached out and he touched all kinds of situations. The hand of Jesus stretching out. And that's what they were praying. This is what the disciples were praying. They're saying, Jesus, would you stretch out your hand and do the things that you did when you were on this earth? That's what basically they're saying. Stretch it out again. Do the things you did when you walked on this earth. Stretch out your hand. Think of the times that Jesus touched people. I think of the leper. Where that leper came to Jesus. and said, I know you're able, but are you willing? And the Bible says the hand that Jesus reached out and he touched him. That was something that a rabbi would never, ever do. You wouldn't actually touch a leper. Eaten up with his horrible disease, Jesus reached out and touched him. He negated the leprosy. He conquered that leprosy in his body. And I think it's a beautiful picture. No matter how much we've messed up in life, no matter how strong that current of sin is, how contaminated we've got in our minds, 
almost how low we think we've sunk. How many times we've done it. I just believe with all my heart, the touch of Jesus changes everything. The touch of Jesus that touched that leprosy body, the hand of the Lord extended. Maybe you're here this morning and you just feel kind of polluted and you feel there's a battle going on inside you. You're struggling with things that you don't feel you can overcome in your life. Things that are just really working in you. Habits that run deeply in you. Things that are polluting your mind. All kinds of negativity. All kinds of unclean stuff just impacting your life. The hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. You know what leprosy does? Leprosy kills the nerves. The awful thing about leprosy, parts of people's bodies fall off because it kills the, the nerves in their body and and they lose the sense of it. They lose sense in their hands, so the fingers and toes, all kinds of parts of their body fall off, and they lose the ability to sense and to feel. Maybe you're here right now, and you feel numb. You feel so numb inside. You've lost that sense of the presence of God. You've lost that ability to love. You feel right inside. You feel numb inside. You don't feel anything anymore. You can't feel for people. You can't feel God's presence. You can't feel love and compassion in your heart. I believe this morning, one touch from Jesus, and he can renew that and restore that again. Just one touch from Jesus. One touch from him. One touch from him. He will give you strength and power. One touch from Jesus. Jesus, when you feel an end of yourself and you feel in that place of numbness, why don't you stretch out your hand and say, Lord, touch me. Stretch out your hand. Just come in connection with the ability and the power of God and that touch will transform your life forever. Here's the next thing. Jesus, we're told, met two blind guys. Remember that? And the Bible says he touched them. And as he touched their eyes, they could see again. He gave them the ability, what was limiting their life, to be freed from. In other words, he touched that place of weakness in their life. And maybe you're here this morning, and there's things in you, things that... The, that, that hold you back, if you like. Things that limit your life. Things that you know are constantly holding you back and limiting you. you. You seem to go so far with God, but that limitation constantly pulls you back. There's a limitation. They, couldn't, they could walk, they, they could reach out, but they couldn't see. They were limited, and Jesus touched the point of their limitation. He stretched out his hand and he touched them. Sometimes we have blind spots. Things that we can't see there. We, we can't see them. They're a blind spot. But these blind spots are limiting us and holding us back from the potential and all that God's called you to be. There's a blind spot there. You just can't see it. You know something's limiting you. You know something's holding you back. But you ignore it. You don't confront it. You don't deal with it. 
And it almost brings a blindness over you. One touch from Jesus. And that limitation can be broken from your life. He can pinpoint that area. He could say, he says, if you would just come to me in faith, I will touch you and I will break you free from that limitation. Say, Lord, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand to that area of my life that holds me back. That thing in my life that has plagued me for years, that I've been excusing, that I've been ignoring. Lord, stretch out your hand. Everything changes by a touch from Jesus. Ever thought sometimes that just seems so, it seems too good to be true almost. I found one of the laws of the kingdom is this. What you believe you get, what you don't believe is going to hold you back. Whatever holds you back, that thing that defeats you time and time again, the thing that Jesus says today, he says, just come. Let me touch your life. Sometimes we think we've got to come to Jesus when everything's right, when we've got it all sorted. We come to Jesus as we are. Open our hearts, open our lives to him, and he comes and he breaks up that limitation on our life. On this morning, is there some aspect of your life that is constantly, it's, like, it's almost like a, we've got a dog, sorry about that, but we've got this dog, and we have what we call, you know, those, I'm so glad for these collars and these, this lease that we have, because every time it goes so far, we can just pull it back, I love it. And that's like our lives so often with the enemy. We can go so far, but if there's hindrances, if there's things in us that we don't deal with or confront, the enemy will just pull you back every time. So you praise God, just touch that area of limitation in my life. Help me to see what it is. Help me to recognize what it is. Help me to confront it, to face it. And I believe this morning that if you would stretch out your hand into that area of wounding, of hurting, of limitation, that thing that holds me back, I believe today that one touch from Jesus is going to break it and I'm going to come into my full potential in God. Amen. There's the next thing. Mark 5, verse 41. Here's a situation that went from bad to worse. How many of you have found that? Have you found yourself in a situation that you prayed over it and instead of going better, it went from bad to worse. How many of you have found that? Here's a man, he brings... He asked Jesus to go and visit his daughter. His daughter at this point is, is, is sick. Before Jesus gets there, she's died. So here's a situation. It's got from bad, sick, really ill, that's pretty bad, but now to a situation now she's dead. I've found that sometimes happens in life. What Jesus does, he goes into the room, and there's the interesting thing. He clears those people weeping, crying in that situation. He clears the room out of all those people. Here's the first thing you need to realize. If we're to get a real touch from Jesus, get the hand of the Lord, one thing we've got to clear out of our lives often is unbelief. I think we tolerate unbelief. Unbelief is not your friend. And sometimes I think we kind of think it's the way we can just put up with unbelief. It's just the way it is. Let's quit tolerating unbelief. Let's recognize how it hinders Jesus in our life. 
And the Bible says that Jesus could do no miracle in situations because of unbelief. But Jesus goes to this little girl, he stretches out his hand, he touches her, and he raises her from the dead. And maybe you're in a situation this morning that seems to have gone from bad to worse. Bad to worse financially. Bad to worse physically. Bad to worse in your family, your, your home situation. And you feel it's too late. God this morning wants you to know if you would reach out to him in faith, his hand can come into that situation and what seems to be getting worse, he can stretch out his hand and he can turn it right around. It's interesting. The Bible says that Lazarus was ill. Jesus waited until Lazarus died and when he died, he went and raised him. And I found often God will allow a situation sometimes to get worse, to get harder and more difficult. So what becomes difficult now becomes impossible. How many have found that? You know, now it was hard before, but now it's absolutely impossible. God specializes in impossible situations. And sometimes he'll wait. You get to a place of impossibility, because when you get to a place of impossibility, then only he can do it. And because only he can do it, he gets all the glory. And if you're in an impossible situation this morning, you're a candidate for a miracle. You're a candidate for God to come and work and move in your situation. Let me give you one last instance of Jesus touching someone. That was Peter. He got out the boat. Let's give him credit this morning that he got out the boat. He got out the boat. He says, Lord, if you bid me come. So Peter steps out the boat, gets out the boat. While he's out of the boat and he's walking on water, amazing, awesome, but as he walks on the water, he begins to be aware of all the storms and the waves, all that's gone on around him, and he takes his eyes off Jesus and he begins to sink. And the Bible says that Jesus stretched out his hand, reached out and grabbed him. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you feel you're sinking. You're just going under. Things seem to be coming like a flood, and it seems to be right over your head. And you feel like you're sinking, going right down. And you're taking your eyes off Jesus. You're looking at the problems. You're looking at the, the circumstances. You're looking to what's around you. And you just feel you're sinking. You feel like you're going under. And Jesus says today, if you would just stretch out your hand, I would lift you up. I'm going to lift you up. I'm not going to allow you to fall. I am going to lift you up. I believe this morning I'm here because of the strong right hand of Jesus. I think of time after time after time he's caught me. Times when I felt I was going under. Times when I thought I was going to be swamped and overwhelmed by that situation. I'm here because Jesus reached out and pulled me up. I tell you what, there's been a lot of deep pits. Everyone can recognize that. I found that in their own life. 
that Jesus has lifted me out of. That was David's testimony. He says, you know what? God lifted me up from the miry clay. I was in a deep pit and there was no way out. But the hand of the Lord reached out and he pulled me right up. Maybe that's you this morning. You feel like circumstances, situations, problems, challenges are swamping you, overwhelming you. And you wonder how on earth you're possibly going to get out of that situation. I want to tell you about the hand of the Lord today. He can pull you right out. You're not a fan about God. He can do something in a moment that seems to take naturally years. How many believe in the accelerating power of God? He can just touch you, and in a moment, it's sorted. Just in one moment, one touch from him. Isn't that wonderful? How many can testify that I wouldn't be here if the Lord hadn't lifted me up out of that situation? The hand of God. How many found water right up to their waist? How many found it right up to their shoulders? How many found it right up to getting over their heads? Or how many have been there? I'm here to tell you the hand of the Lord can reach out and pull you right up. Very quickly as I finish. How do I get the hand of God to work for me? I'll tell you how you get the hand of God to reach out to you. So I'll tell you how. Firstly, seek his face, not his hand. If you seek the face of God, you'll discover the hand of God. Seek the face of God. That's what the church did. They prayed. They sought God. They said, God, we're being persecuted. There's people rising up about us. They're threatening in our lives. They want to destroy us. Lord, stretch out your hand. Seek the face of God. Seek his face and you'll discover his hand. Secondly, surrender. How many love lifting hands to the Lord? You know, when you lift hands to God, you know what you're saying? God, I surrender. I surrender everything I am to you. I surrender the whole of my life. I surrender my ambitions. I surrender my plans. I surrender all that I am. I surrender to you. I'm tired of doing it my way. I'm tired of following my agenda, my plan. It's got me nowhere. But now I'm coming with hands lifted to you and saying, Jesus, I surrender. I surrender everything I am, all that I have. I'm surrendering it to you. God, as I surrender to you, stretch out your hand upon my life. Touch my life, surrender Pour your hand upon me. Surrender to him. And thirdly, submit to him. Just say, God, I'm letting you have your way. Often, the reason why the hand of the Lord is limited is because we don't really submit to him. We want what we want. We want to follow our agenda, our ways, as well as God's. We can't have both. God says, submit. Submit everything of your life to me. And you'll discover the hand of God moving and working and working on your behalf. Because you've come to a point where you know you, you can't do it. You've come to an end of yourself. You know what struck me the other day? I was reading about Paul. He just said three words that struck me. I never forgot. He said this, I die daily. Wow. Every day of his life, he was facing a situation. He could either do what he wanted to do, he could either do his thing, or he could die to it and say, Lord, have your way. And almost we've got to live our lives like that. Every day, God, I die daily. I submit my will, I submit my purpose, I submit my plan, I submit everything I am to you. I can't do it without you. And I tell you what, you submit to God and his hands are going to come on you. And he'll do more through you than you'd ever do in a million years in your own life. Amen. 
Let's just stand before him right now. Hallelujah. I just want you right now, whatever situation you're in right now, say, God, stretch out your hand over my situation, over my life. We just need God just to work and move something in us. I just will be fun right now. I just want us to, it's a song I don't think we know before, but it's a song that speaks about really what I'm really, I suppose, the emphasis of this situation is the presence of God. That's what the hand of the Lord ultimately is. It's the presence of God coming upon you. So I want you where, I just want you to bring, I want you to take your worries, your concern, your anxieties, things in your life right now, just put them in your hand, in a sense. Just hold them in your hand like this. See them, look them before your hand right now. And just begin right now to lift them to him. Say, God, I'm just lifting these situations to you right now. I'm lifting those situations, believing for you to change them and transform them. Maybe there's things in your life right now. Areas of a, of a, of a leprosy condition. Things that you, you can't seem to deal with and get victory over. Why don't you just lift them to the Lord and say, Lord, give me victory. Touch me in that situation. Situations that, that really seem impossible. But you're asking God to stretch out his hand into the impossibilities. Things in your life that are limiting you and holding you back. Saying, God, just stretch out your hand. Touch that area of limitation in my life. Just stretch out your hand, God, I pray. Where you're, maybe you're, this morning you feel like you're sinking, you're going under. It's overwhelming you. Why don't you say, Lord, stretch out your hand, touch my hand, lift me up, Lord. Let's just lift our hands right now to the Lord right now. Just lift your hand to him right now where you are. Bring your situation what I think every one of us at some point needs the hand of the Lord, whatever situation we're in. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, I just pray right now, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand over these situations, Lord. Over these hard situations. Over these challenging situations. Over these impossible situations. Over these situations of limitation. I pray right now, Lord, stretch out your hand over those situations. Lord, we, we pray right now, touch those hearts. Touch those lives that today reach out to you. Say, Lord, stretch out your hand into my impossibility. Into my limitation. Into my leprosy condition. Lord, stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand, Lord. Stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand, Lord. Stretch out your hand. Stretch out your hand. Thank you for listening to this free download from Lachilly Lim Church.